You're listening to the Yoga Inspiration Podcast with me, your host, Kino McGregor. I created this series to keep you inspired to get on the mat every day so that you can practice yoga and change your world, starting from the inside out, one breath at a time. Thanks so much for listening. Your support means everything to me. Hi, everyone. It's Kino here. Thanks so much for tuning in to Seek Up, the Yoga Inspiration Show. Today, I have a very special guest who's never appeared on the on this show, but I'm sure that maybe many of you know who he is. This is my husband, Tim, who's joining. So hi, Tim. Thanks for coming on and chatting hey. with me. Hey, Kino and Omstars. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so we have some very exciting news, which is that we have a big grand opening for our new building, which is called the Miami Yoga Garage, and it's happening this Saturday, December 4th. And I know that you, along with everyone on our team, has been working really hard on getting that up to speed. So, Tim, do you want to just tell people what, like, what's happening this weekend? Like, what's going on? Yeah, so after a year and a half of construction, we opened up this summer. And we've been open for about three months, just like little by little. And then we are going to have a big party, a big celebration um, to uh, shoot this spaceship into orbit <laughs> to get the garage going. Um, and we have invited a lot of people and uh, we have a lot of activities. So, okay, it's December 4th, which is this Saturday, mm-hmm. and everybody who's in Miami can come. And there are a couple of different things. Let's just walk people through what the schedule is. So what's the first thing that happens? Right. So the first thing we do is from 9 to 11, we have a class with Keno McGregor. Right. I'm teaching 9 a.m. And is it free for everyone <clears throat> in Miami? Everything is free the entire day, How including your class. And uh, y- your class yeah. uh, is a hybrid class, so you mm-hmm. can either show up in person or you can sign up on omstars.com. If people show up in person, do they need to pre-register? You know, you can just show up, but the best thing is to go to miamilifecenter.com and sign up there. Mm-hmm. So 9 a.m. primary series with me, it's absolutely free. It's absolutely free. Nice. You just got to put in some sweat equity. You just got to come to Miami. <laughs> what happens after that? What's next on the program? Well, then right after that, <clears throat> we have this amazing thing going on that we had an astrologer made our chart for the space for the for the garage so at 11:40 we shoot in the actual the 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 actual inauguration um with a little ceremony where we are now celebrating the birth, the official birth of Miami Yoga Garage. What exactly is going to go on? Well, first we're going to cut a ribbon. We're going to cut a ribbon. Yeah, we're going to cut a ribbon. <laughs> and then we're going to say, yoo-hoo, hooray. And then after that, we have a Vedic priest that comes in, and he will do a whole puja for the space um, to kind of bless it in the Indian Vedantic uh, tradition. Do you know which puja he's going to do? He's going to do a Ganesha puja. Ganesha puja, nice. Yes. And if you want to come, then we would love you to bring one piece of fruit. Everybody who comes for the... Ceremony with a Vedic priest, please bring one 
piece of fruit. What's the fruit about? Why do they need to bring that? Well, it's a celebration about first uh, we take this fruit and we give it to Ganesha and then it gets blessed and then we get it back. <laughs> so uh, it's a win for all. Do you get your own piece of fruit back or it's just well, you don't we, know about that? Well, we're going to have to show up and see. <laughs> yeah, you don't know about that. So are there any other classes throughout the day? Yes, then after that, then uh, we have a couple of workshops. We have a handstand and arm balance okay. workshop with Joseph Armstrong. I think that is about 130, 145, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then we have another workshop <clears throat> with a guy called Clyde, who's going to do a workshop that is both live and in person also. Mm -hmm. Clyde is awesome. He teaches for Om Stars and he's just, he's really, really awesome. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty, pretty cool dude. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have a crystal workshop, a crystal and meditation workshop with Edgar Navarro that comes in to do that. And who is Edgar? Edgar is our partner in crime at the Miami Yoga Garage. He is the interior designer and he is running this amazing shop called The One Who Travels, which is literal translation for the Spanish version, version of Pilgrim. So uh, he is coming in um, to do this workshop and he, we see him every day. We work with him all the time. Nice. He is also the father of our um, garage dog called Suka, <laughs> who's got only three legs and oh. welcomes everybody. Now we know that, the, that with the three-legged dog is called a tripod. <clears throat> that's, that's true. We learned that recently. Suka the tripod. Mm-hmm. So this is a big celebration and I think it's awesome and you know I, know I know everyone's really looking forward to it and I feel like we need to give a little bit of background story on how oh, we got to... but we haven't finished the program oh, yet. Oh, there's a program, there's more programming. Oh, oh my goodness, program. I'm so sorry, what's yeah, next? Yeah. So it's really all day, so people could come and go. It is all day so you could long. Come to the, you could come to the puja, then you could leave for a little bit, yeah, and you could then, come to the crystal workshop. Exactly, hmm. and we'll have food and drinks all day and we'll even have the uh, most fun Jamaican dudes that comes and sells coconuts and some stuff uh, at the uh, at the garage also. <clears throat> yeah. And then at 4.30 we have a raffle and we're going to be raffling away some awesome prizes like signed copies of Kino's books and some WeWorld mats and even a very special customized WeWorld mat. And then at five o'clock, we have a jazz band that goes on. At six o'clock, we show a documentary for the Festival Collapse, which is about nature. It's a really wonderful festival. It's been around for about three years. And then at seven o'clock, the jazz band goes back on. And we might, we just might have some very special guest surprise feature going on right there, there that I can't tell you anything okay. about. So they, so 9 a.m. and then it's going on all day. It's all day. We finish around 8. Okay. That's awesome. And people don't have to stay the whole day. No, no. You can come and go and you can take a little nap in the bathrooms mm -hmm. if you want. Or <laughs> <laughs> so this is awesome. And we have a full day of festivities. And we just wanted to start there to invite everyone that's in Miami to come and yes, really please. join us. Because this has been the culmination of more than... More than two years of work, even and, longer than that. And even if you live just on the outskirts of Miami, you can still come also. No Anywhere problem. you want to drive in, you know, <laughs> basically all of South Florida, you could drive in for this. Anybody. Yeah, or fly or in anywhere. if you wanted to. Everyone is welcome. So I feel like I really want people to have the background story of how we got to where we are now. 
So if we want to back everything up, like maybe three years ago? I think we could go further. Okay. <clears throat> I think we could go 16 years back when we opened up Miami Life Center on South Beach. Okay. And then we've been running that place for 16 years and we kind of ran out of space. Mm -hmm. And also our neighborhood just changed so radically. So we felt that we would like to move into a place which is a little bit more upcoming, a little bit more fun, a little bit more modest. So we got this uh, new building <clears throat> just on the, the verge between Overtown and Wynwood in Miami. Maybe some of you are familiar with Wynwood. Wynwood is uh, this hipster new neighborhood with graffiti everywhere. And Overtown is a classic um, kind of underdeveloped area, um, which is at the moment going through a whole renewal. So we're very excited to be there. It's such a dynamic area. Mm. Kind of. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think contextually, I think it's useful for people to understand that, you know, running a yoga studio is not um, like a get rich quick scheme. You know, running a yoga studio is very much a, a labor of, of a labor of love, you yep. know, and running the yoga center for 16 years. Then one of the things that we talked about at that <clears throat> point was that we were looking at increasing rents and mm -hmm. increasing costs of the rent. Mm -hmm. And we were essentially uh, maxing out the classes mm -hmm. and having a hard time paying this the, the the rent that more than doubled over the 16 mm -hmm. years that we were there and you know you can't really double more than double your cost your the price you charge the mm -hmm. yoga students in that period of time and I remember this conversation where you looked at me and said you know I think we're going to have to close after the end of this lease we're not going to be able to renew mm -hmm. um, we're not going to be able to afford a rent increase and we're not going to be able to afford um, even just to sustain at the yeah. current rent. So I think that we're going to have to close at the end of this. But we found a way out. Yeah. So I remember being there and mm -hmm. saying, okay, let's take what our rent is and figure out, uh, you know, where else, what, what else we can get for that mm -hmm. somewhere else in Miami. And we just, mm -hmm. we started looking around and looking around and looking around and we were looking around in this area you're talking about. We drove by this building that you really liked and you looked out the window and you said, gosh, that building would be perfect. Something like that would be perfect. Yeah. And then I said to you. But Tim, look at that. It doesn't even have a for sale sign and it's really nothing. old and dilapidated. There's nothing. We can't use yeah, it for it's anything. Not, it's not listed anywhere. There's no listing agent. It's just, it's just there. Yeah. And then what was it like two or three weeks later? We went to look in another space mm -hmm. and uh, the guy who showed us the space said, oh, you want to do yoga? I've got something you should take a look at. It's just around the corner. And I remember being like, okay, let's go and look. And I remember... And I didn't want to go. I was like, no, let's go home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no, he says it's around the corner. Let's yeah. go. Finally, you went, and then we were at that building. They brought us up to that building. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. How'd you feel standing there? No, I was so excited to go inside. And then, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember, actually, when we went inside, you turned around to me and said, Tim, I've told this vu. I've dreamt this. I know this place. Somehow this... <laughs> This, I've seen this before. Yeah, and I had actually, I had, when we were thinking about spaces and where we could go after that, after the, you know, after we kind of came to the conclusion that staying in our our old Miami Beach location was not sustainable, I was, yeah, I don't remember if it was in a dream or I think it was in a meditation that suddenly I saw this image of what that space looked like when we walked in. Mm. And what did we walk into? What did it look like? Do you remember? Oh, man, it was like, it's the building is from the 1950s 
and it's been an old warehouse and has been many things <clears throat> and it was just really run down the whole thing so what we had to do we had to just tear everything inside the building down and just start to build up from scratch even, but, even more than run down there was the previous tenant who had had things half constructed yeah, they, they'd just been hacking away at that building so badly <laughs> for so long time it was a mess in there man it was a mess but it had as they say they had really good bones yeah and i think as we walked in we could just instantly imagine and see what it could be mm -hmm. and now we're there and as a matter of fact our good friend osmani he just made a little video exactly about that where you see the old building or the new building that's gonna Mm -hmm. That's going to be on our Instagram post, uh, page from tomorrow. So we started this project about two years ago. We say we go like maybe even more than that, maybe two and a half years ago. We started dreaming about it two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. We kind of finished the contract about two years ago. <clears throat> so this grand opening has been two years in the making. Mm -hmm. And something else that's gone on over the last two years, which I'm sure everybody is intimately and personally familiar with, is that we also have had a global pandemic. Oh, really? So <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah. And the pandemic impacted, you know, not only the industry that we're in, which is the, you know, we, we, we teach yoga. So suddenly everything was done remotely, but we were also in the middle of construction when the global pandemic started. So what were some of the obstacles that we faced along the way? In well, you know, first of all, like the production line everywhere got cut cut in pieces because all these factories and manufacturers they had to re-adapt their production facilities for you know six feet apart and covid and all that kind of stuff so that put a big stopper for all the materials that got made and uh, assembled and distributed as an example uh, our windows arrived three months later than they were supposed to and people even thought that was amazing <clears throat> our washing machines arrived eight months later and everyone said you're lucky you got your hands on some washing machines and dryers and stuff so i can keep going but that was that was the major part of it do you remember why the windows <clears throat> were delayed three months just because that they the the whole production line like from they had to one... retrofit everything to be socially distanced Yes. So then they like needed more space and so they had to get more space and change their whole factory layout. And yeah. then by the time they were up and running, then the glass was back ordered to yeah. make the windows. And for everybody who's tuning in that's not in Florida, in order to put new windows in in Florida, we need to put hurricane proof windows like certified up to some crazy wind speed. And I think the hurricane glass is like bulletproof glass and then on one side and then normal it, glass on the other. And then it's like tension set between <clears throat> between yeah, those two. Gas and the, like, yeah. So it's a really six. intense process. And then if they're missing some of these elements along the way. So so when we didn't have the windows, so why are the windows so critical? So they kind of built everything. And I remember that I remember that stage where everything was built up until the point where they needed windows. Because without the windows, there were all these other things that they couldn't do. Well, we can't close up the building. <clears throat> so when the, when the before the windows got in there, we just had big holes in the building in the front. And in the back, whole back side, we had cut new uh, openings for the windows. So we were just waiting there and we boarded up with some cheap carp, uh, uh, what's called plywood <clears throat> in, in the back. So they couldn't start anything up on the inside until the windows was in. They couldn't start to lay floors. They couldn't start to do all the, 
the the finishing aspects of the building no wood could go in because mm -hmm. of the humidity changes and all that we couldn't put the acs in we couldn't come you can do anything and what went on in regards to permitting because normally when say inspectors come out or whatnot then then what went on with all that well that was very difficult because the city uh, uh, instead of going up to the building department and asking for your permits and talking to people in person, now everything had gone digital and it was a brand new digital system that no one really knew how to work. The city didn't know how to work it. The contractors didn't know how to work it. Nobody knew how to work it. So it was just a big mess. What was one of the biggest backlogs? See, I remember at some moment we had these these marks on our building and we were getting to the point where we felt like, wow, we could we could probably finish up quite soon. But there was a there there were all these there, there were suddenly these stop construction orders because of issues in regards to the permit. Do you remember that? That was at the end of yeah, that was, end of last year. That was difficult. So we started praying every day for the permits to get done and for the building and then for numerous other things, of course. But then we needed to reach out personally to the head of the Miami Beach Building Department. Mm -hmm. Not Miami Beach, sorry, just regular Miami. Um, the head of Miami Building Department to try to get this sorted and print sort of, you know, beseech him as the, you know, there as was the, the business of, owners that we needed to. And we had this personal meeting that we took with this There was man. a lot of confusion. But luckily, yeah. like, yeah, we had that meeting and we got it sorted out. But that we, we did that a couple of times during that process. Mm -hmm. But I remember this meeting of you and I, this happened... This happened at the start of our of our of our on of this hybrid course that we were doing, mm -hmm. and we were sitting. It was I think he wanted to meet like at at ten a.m. or at nine thirty or something like that, and then mm -hmm. we had a class that we were teaching at ten a.m. Mm -hmm. and we were in we 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 went and tried to make it look like we were in an office by sitting in the men's shower at the, the shower room at the old change room in the changing room with that had like a sort of you know, muted purple wall. <laughs> and we sat there and made it look like this. We were at an office and, mm. and just pleaded our case to this man. And he was yeah. amenable to it and he, he was, kind of understood. He was uh, uh, susceptible to logic. Mm -hmm. So uh, he was willing to help. Mm -hmm. And then we faced obstacle upon obstacle in regards to these permits, yeah. getting them closed. We also had a fire issue where the fire people needed one thing and another thing and another thing and yeah it was figure it was difficult for us to figure out what the fire department actually wanted from us yeah and the fire department they wouldn't pass us until we took we 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 showed them what we were uh, what we were going to do they showed us the final drawings but we couldn't make the drawings until we got their uh, view on it so it was just like the chicken and the egg and it was like Kafkaesque that was really difficult <laughs> How did you feel during this whole construction process that that was projected to take, you know, when we talked to the contractor, he originally said, I can build this in six months. And it took, you know, more than 18, more than 18 mm -hmm. months. So how did you feel during that period? You know, did you did you have some sleepless nights? Uh, no, I was like totally calm <laughs> as a cucumber the whole way. No, I had like so many sleepless nights there. It was just every day was another crisis for a year and a half. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And how do you feel? Like, well, I guess, I don't know if it's over yet, because I know there are many things that still need to be done, mm -hmm. but we're done with permits. Oh, we just done we're with done. it. We have our permits. Mm -hmm. We have a, a 
a waterproof roof, we have the windows in, mm -hmm. everything is functioning perfectly mm -hmm. in there now. So now it's just all the small details we're mm -hmm. like trying to to finish off the space the way we really, really want it. That's going to be the next 10 years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the biggest obstacle was during the construction? I think that was COVID, mm -hmm. without a doubt. That was mm -hmm. like all the rings in the water complications that was spurred by, by COVID, supply, without a doubt. The supply chain issues and then the changes yes. in permitting and the new systems. As a, and... as a matter of fact, we, we started our demolition uh, just a, a few weeks before COVID hit. So we had just started the whole thing and then COVID hit. Yeah, I remember. I but, also... but, but we had an awesome contractor who was just like working through the whole thing and taking everything in the stride. Yeah, absolutely. I also agree with you that COVID, I think, was was the one of the hardest things to to face during this whole time because there were it brought so much uncertainty mm -hmm. because it brings uncertainty into are people ever going to come back to class and how do we even you know we're taking things online mm -hmm. but at the same time we were kind of counting on having our other studio open but then you know we get to this point where. There was so much, just so much uncertainty, financial uncertainty, um, the uncertainty in regards to whether anyone's going to be sick, the uncertainty about whether Florida's going to open or close, or now we know Florida's only going to open. Mm. Um, but there was a time when we all went into a lockdown, even in, even in Florida. Even Florida did a <laughs> lockdown <Yeah>. for a few months, <laughs> and then that was it. Um, but there was all this uncertainty. There was financial uncertainty. Was also, we, were, we, we still had the South Beach locations, but we couldn't really run any classes there right. because of social distancing and our students were being extremely careful and our teachers and everybody, we were all being so careful. There was other yoga studios in Miami that just opened up full speed, but we decided not to do that. We just didn't see that as a responsible way to treat anybody. So, so we didn't do that. So we, of course, had a huge financial burden uh, on us. Yeah, there are many yoga studios that didn't have a construction going on during mm -hmm. COVID mm -hmm. and closed. Yeah. So I feel like this was a, a really big effort to stay afloat, mm -hmm. to finish the project. Oh, my God. And to bring it to completion. Oh, my God. So... I, I still need sleep. <laughs> <laughs> need like a sabbatical yeah 12 months or something then i'll be good again <laughs> i hear you i really hear you i feel you on that no but uh there are some studios that again they didn't have the construction and they closed you know you know from being in the the, the yoga world that no matter what country you're in if you were teaching you know if you were teaching yoga not every studio has had the luxury of being able to successfully move some of their operations online. And we know so right. many of our fellow studio owners and teachers that have either left teaching yoga, closed their studios, or so in some many. other way, uh, facing, you know, insurmountable And, and they hurdles. might, and I still speak to colleagues that they are like in a desperate situation and they might have to close their yoga studios because it's, they just can't sustain mm -hmm. uh, the negative cash flow. Yeah. I talked to many people whose rooms say used to hold a hundred people, mm -hmm. but now uh, first because of capacity limits, and then now just because people haven't really come back to being in right. person to the degree that maybe people had hoped. You mm -hmm. know that the room that used to hold a hundred people holds twenty, twenty or twenty five people now, and <clears throat> it's hard to make up the extra slack. Mm -hmm. You know, 
So we're celebrating surviving. That we made it. Versus surviving. So far. I, I don't know about you, but I just feel super grateful that we've made it through this period, that there's kind of hope on the horizon, that we still have a space that we can teach at, that we have a beautiful new space that we can teach at, that people can come and practice with us, and that we're going to inaugurate that space on, on, December, on December 4th. So that it's really marking the conclusion of a really, really big journey. And if I can just add to that also, like, you know, in regards to Miami Life Center, the whole crew has just been so supportive. All our teachers has just been really, really amazing and super loyal, just really willing to roll with the punches. And we became like a tighter knit family uh, during this whole time. Even though it was hard for everybody, everybody took a pay cut. It was just everybody was just doing the best they could and putting their best foot forward. That was mm -hmm. a, a beautiful thing to experience. Mm, absolutely, yeah. I think every yoga teacher out there, um, myself included, feels like you know for the last two years that we're just you know running as fast as we can to do what we love, to teach yoga, to keep the inspiration, and at the same time, you know, we're all householders, so we still yeah. have, you know, we still have bills to, to pay. Bills to pay. You know, and there, there was some COVID relief yeah. that the government made available that yeah, we took advantage bit. of and we were able to, and so we're thankful for that. But still, you know, um, we're, we're still again, really looking forward to the gratitude of being in the new space. And, and you know, this, this December also marks the end of our of our South Beach location, you know that studio is yeah. now closed. We're closing that down here for Christmas, yeah. Mm -hmm. And bringing out all this. And stuff. then that's that. Mm -hmm. So that's the end of an era and the beginning of a new era. Yeah. How do you feel when you think about that? <clears throat> well, I think I actually feel really good about it. You know, we've had some really good times in South Beach, and of course, you know, I will always cherish those. But I feel that our new space uh, is just such an amazing. Dream come true, dream come true, and organic development. And what we can present in the new space is um, like a whole umbrella of yoga, where we have Miami Life Center doing all, continuing everything we've ever done. And then we have you guys, Om Stars, they are also under the same roof, adding in all your filming and all the yoga that you guys are doing. And then we have Edgar in the shop downstairs with all the art and the uh, artifact and artisan amazing creations that he's selling in the shop all this stuff from South America and Latin America that he's doing um, and I've and then all our intentions of having some art in there we have a art festival from New York and Argentina they are convening in our space here uh, this week actually um, and the idea is to continue forward with having exhibitions at the space. We are at the moment uh, talking to a poetry festival about in Miami about having poetry readings um, and spoken word and so forth in the uh, space too. And we've been talking about maybe having uh, artist residencies for dancers in our, on our floors. I think that is very, very exciting too step up from being um, just yoga but beginning to like touch some of those uh, areas like art and stuff which is equally spirited that's very exciting. and especially for you because anybody who doesn't know you know before you uh, before I kind of uh, came into your life you had a whole 
other life that existed in a whole other world that wasn't this kind of yoga world. So maybe just for anybody who doesn't know, maybe you can tell. Yeah, my first dream in this life was to uh, to work with art. To be, I was a dancer for a number of years, and then I was lucky enough to run a small dance company out of Denmark. We toured around the world. Uh, I had the fantastic opportunity to work with some of the best artists in the world and uh, show my work in Asia and in Africa and in America and South America and Europe. So um, art is close to my heart. And if it hadn't been for art, I don't know if I would have understood what spirit means. So it was, a, you know, to go into yoga was the right time. And uh, now that's my, as you say, my second life, <laughs> my afterlife. <laughs> So there might be people listening who are thinking about opening a yoga center. Mm. Maybe people are thinking about becoming a yoga teacher. Mm. What lessons? Don't do it. Don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> what lessons do you have or, or, or advice do you have for them? Maybe even about construction? Because I think some construction, people... Like, yeah, because some people think I want to open a yoga center and they think I'll just find a space and I'll put some paint oh, on the wall. Yeah, and that's possible to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would like start small. Start, you know, slow progress, just little by little. That would be my proposition. Don't, you know, bite over a huge ambition in the beginning. Just start small and simple. Get to know that and then just add a little bit, add a little bit add a little bit. If you know your practice, if you're familiar with your practice and how you build that and how it is engineered, then just start your yoga teaching career in the same way. Just asana by asana. Don't rush it. And what about people who are thinking about opening a studio? Same. Yeah. You know, opening a studio that's fifth series or something like that, you yeah. know, just I mean, I think, yeah. slowly. I mean, well, not slowly if it's in construction. Then that you, that you want to do as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's something that, for example, I never thought construction would take as long as it as it does, you know? Mm. I mean, you know me. I'm an abstract conceptual thinker, and I don't really fully understand what it takes to bring things into mm. actual being. Mm. But to but you're amazing in showing up every day and figuring out, you know, which screw goes where and, you know, which door goes where and which oh. lamp goes where. And that's a really huge part of making a dream reality. Well, you're very sweet. I think we were a really good team. You took care of all the banks and everything online <laughs> and permits and all that kind of stuff. And then I was just in the space with the workers every day. So with someone who's thinking about opening a yoga studio, you know, mm -hmm. someone who's thinking, or opening any business, is that there's going to be you a build-out. you got to have to oversee. If you go into a construction phase, you got a remodeling phase, you're gonna have, you got to oversee it every single day. Mm -hmm. you got to put your mind to it and learn, the, learn what it's about, learn what construction is about, without a doubt. There's no way that these things would have come into being without you. I mean, you know, you know me very well. <laughs> I, well. I don't know. It would be there, but it would be looking different than it is right now. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What do you think about our new space there? Are you excited about it? You know what we you were, we were driving recently. Um, I put on "Going to California" by Led Zeppelin, and mm -hmm. you've never heard that song before. And that's one of these songs mm -hmm. that I listened to rather American intensively culture. when I was, you know, 
teenager or something like that. And there's a line in Going to California, and it's one of these, you know, very romantic kind of idealistic songs and there's a line at the in sort of at the end of it where it says standing at the bottom of the mountain of dreams telling myself it's not as hard 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 as it seems Mm. and I think that the excitement of a dream is the thing that kind of comes up for me the most like the excitement of something the initial Mm -hmm. spark it's like Mm -hmm. kind of I feel where I feel almost most alive Mm -hmm. and it's that And I have so many of these ideas that come in that I feel like, wow, this, wow, that. And I think it's sort of a a constant reminder for me to remember what it takes to make that spark real and the endurance and the strength and the dedication to make that spark real and to, you know, be super thankful that there is... You know, that there's, as you mentioned, a team of people, you, everyone at MLC, everyone that's been a part of the build out, everyone that's kind of, you know, really gone above and beyond to make this dream come true, to really value all of everyone's labor and hard work to make something that was just an idea come into reality. Everybody from, you know, our bank advisor to our architects to, you know, um, the teachers that stepped up when we weren't, when we went out of town or something like that to mm-hmm. oversee things and check on things. And it was just, it's, it's just always for me overwhelming to really sit with what it takes right. to make an idea real. Yeah. From the original spark mm-hmm. of the idea <laughs> and the dream to have it materialized as a final product. Yeah. Like we could even say it's like harder, harder, harder than it seems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you know, I mean, and, and, and let's face it, now the building is standing there. Yeah. Now it starts. Yeah. You know, that was the kind of the pre run, that was the dry run. Yeah. Now it starts. Yeah. So. I guess now the fun starts also. Yeah. Ways, now the know. actual actualization starts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which has its own whole own logistical, operational. Yeah. yeah. Thing, yeah. So I I also feel that anybody that's thinking about dreaming to go to bed immediately yeah. and start doing it. <laughs> no, I mean to be choosy, you know, like we can all dream, but to think about okay, well, I want to live this reality. There's there there are nuts and bolts to it as well, you know. Like we can dream of this and dream of that. You know, I want to dream, live on an island. I want to get a a house and you know in in some island on the beach or I want to go off and live in the nature but then to really think about okay so how are you going to feel when you stand there and look at that dream come into fruition are you going to want to live that life so you know we were we we just filmed the end of this video that you mentioned that Osmani made and we, you know when we walked out and we're there and we're standing we're looking at that it's like wow we did this we this did awesome. man. yeah you know, and this space feels when I walk in very much more like this is my space, even than our old space. You know, this feels like every every decision, every every corner, there's a sense of of ownership, and I almost even want to say it, like beyond identity, like a sense of pr- like pride in a healthy way. Oh yeah, yeah. When every time I I go into that building, I feel proud. We have this amazing neon sign which I love. <laughs> And every time I look at that and I take some people over to the building and say, yep, 
here it is. I'm so proud of that neon sign out there. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah, not just the neon sign, everything. Yeah, was, yes, and going in and showing these, like, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, the whole building, you're right. Inside mm-hmm. too. That's really special. Mm-hmm. We all have our little places. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super protective of the floors mm-hmm. and the walls. That's true. Upstairs. If you ever come, make sure to take your shoes off before you go into the yoga studio. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Take your shoes off in the yoga studios. And if you ever come into our house, please take your shoes off. (laughs) Yeah. So any parting words, Tim? No, I don't know. Um, Yes, I really hope that you come down and join us in the building because that building is dead without people in it. And the people that we made it for is basically people that are interested in moving towards the light, in people that are interested in some type of positive change, transformation in their life. And our primary way of doing that is through yoga, but also through art now. So if you're somewhat interested or just curious to see what we're doing over there, Come over, say hi, come over and use our toilet or whatever you want to do. <laughs> Take a yoga class with us. We'd love to see you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I thought you were going to say, well, we, we built it for you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I just, like, can't figure out how to say that in a sound bite. <laughs> so, thank you very much. So, we, we they say if you build it, they will, you know, if you build it, they will come. So, so we we're talking to so. you and we, we hope you come. If not this Saturday, sometime in the future. We build it for you. We hope you'll come. Hey there, it's Kino here. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Your support and your time and your attention really mean a lot to me. If you're enjoying this podcast series, you can find the full-length videos on my online channel, OMSTARS. And that's at www.omstars.com. You can redeem a 14-day free trial and get access to our full library of over 3,000 classes and also practice yoga with me online. I'd also love to see you in class sometime. So you can find my full live in-person teaching schedule on my website, which is kinoyoga.com. And if you haven't checked out my books, I'd absolutely be honored if you'd check those out. You can find those available at any online bookseller. The Yoga Inspiration Podcast is designed to keep you inspired to get on the mat. And I hope you're leaving each episode with a little glimmer and spark of the spirit, which is the true heart of the yoga method. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be filled with love. Namaste.